if I could do my little small part is letting people know that, you know, you have a say so and a part in creating value, yeah. not just art, not just, you know, whatever you're doing, but you have an active role and in some ways an active responsibility yes. to create that value for your community, for yourself and for just the world in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this was, this was fire. All right. How's your day going, brother? Going good. Going good. You know, awesome. Things done. It's a pretty good day. Let's it's cold, go. but it's good. Let's go. And then your name, David Weathersby. And then you're a producer and filmmaker, producer and director of documentaries, multi ethnographic documentaries. Okay. With, um, um, less, not as public communities, uh, cultures throughout, especially Chicago. So just kind of telling or allowing them to tell their stories. Okay. Uh, through documentary. And so how long have you been doing that? I have been full time doing it since about 2016, 2015 was when I started. I was a videographer, which led to this mm -hmm. um, since, oh God, I was like, 2002, 2003, somewhere around in there. Yeah. So, what'd you do before that? Uh, mostly that I was film is something I always wanted to do, but I was too scared to do it. Yeah. So it was just like a lot of little, just little side job stuff that was just trying to pay the bills until I could figure out a yeah. way to to get into what I wanted to do. So it was just job after job until I had the courage to say, I'm just gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> now, are you a native? Would you say Illinois in? Uh, not native, but yeah, this, this is, this is my home. I came here about, um, it was about 98. Okay. And one of the things that's maybe wanted to get in the film was being in this area yeah, and seeing so many just, um, different communities, stories, history. I, I avoid, I don't like using the term subcultures okay. because the connotation, but seeing all these different communities is one of the things that made me really want to take the plunge. I always wanted to be in film, but being here, living in the Chicagoland area, being around Chicago, really gave me the motivation and courage to really want to do it. Okay. And then what's your most popular work then? Like what what's up up until now? What 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 has done the best for you? Um, the best right now would probably still be a project I, I did a documentary called The Debauchery Ball. We just really released the, the director's cut of it. Okay. Uh, the Debauchery Ball tells the story of this um 18 year now running house music party that combines Afrofuturism, kink, BDSM, and house music. Okay. All in one party annually. Yeah. And it's become this, this kind of uh, just, it's become, it, it has an identity of its own. You know, there's, yeah. it's got a following that just people just love it. And it's just, yeah, it's so all, is all it, those things. Is it just, <laughs> so it's just a crazy, like euphoric type of music. Yeah, it's it's a it's a house music party, but it's also because it's kink and BDS theme. So you have people p playing in certain areas. Some people are just listening to music. Yeah. Some people are somewhere in between. Everybody's in cosplay, lingerie, kink, yeah. kink wear. Yeah. In the building, and it's just kind of a it's a it, it's kind of a freedom. Um, the kink and BDSM world is a little bit different for the black community than it is for other people. So yeah. this, is a, this is a spot where people can kind of explore, find yeah. out where they are, yeah. or just listen to the DJ. Okay. All points in between. Now, what other type, is that, is that your, like your niche of like film and documentaries that you make? Or is there other 
diff- different areas that you do as well? I do. I do do a lot of stuff that has to deal with black sexuality and just sexual health and things of that nature. But yeah. I do everything. My main is just ethnographic about communities. Like okay. the one the I did after that was um, it's called It's Different in Chicago, which dealt with the 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 history between the hip hop community in Chicago and the house music community in Chicago. Okay. And how they sometimes complement each other. Sometimes they conflicted, but it kind of it represented kind of the community and the city itself more than in, instead of just two different music genres. Yeah. And so telling that history told uh, the one first feature one I did was called color of art. And that was about um, uh, black uh, visual artists on the South side who created this kind of ecosystem of art where, mm. you know, black artists, black galleries, back and you know, they kind of created their own ecosystem to support each other. Yeah. With just with art, with visual art. Okay. And so those are the kind of projects that I, um, that I've done yeah. and that I do. What is what does this year hold for you? What are the plans for this year? Uh, this year I'm working on a project I've been working on for a while. It's uh, my first animated documentary, which is Okay. That's a whole new world because yeah. it's like you have to approach it very differently than uh, just a, in any other project I've done. So yeah. that's that's this year first documentary series is is this year. So yeah, so this year is it's a lot of changes and a lot of, you know, coming out of the comfort zone. And what platforms do all your documentaries get released on? Most of the there's a um, couple of them are on different uh, streaming services. Usually, I go through the what they call the festival circuit first. There's a number of festivals you go through when you have a new project because you can learn a lot about where your project should be by yeah. the response from the festivals okay. and things like that, and they create opportunities. I would always recommend somebody, even if you are going directly, if you're trying to get distribution festivals do serve a purpose they do because you get feedback you interact with audience you know yeah it, it introduces you to some new some, some new audience and new some new people that you uh, might not meet so yeah so. and so what about the next five to ten years what's that look like for you next to five ten um god i'll still probably be working this <laughs> i have this list of projects that i'm working on yeah and so um I'll probably be right at the tail end of that list in about five years. But as far as goals, is just basically giving, getting them, finding that one deal, that one distribution home for them, whether that's a home that you know, negotiate with somebody or a home I create something that I create that we create on our own. Yeah, and then uh, and just making sure that the people who need to see it see it. Yeah, if that makes sense. A lot of times, sometimes you get, and and the people who are part of it, are still have access to us because sometimes that happens in documentaries. So somebody will come into a community, do a documentary about them, and then take off, and then it's everywhere. But the people who are the subjects are like, have no connection to it, you know, except for if they get to see it. Sometimes so I want to make sure that my projects stay com- connected to the communities that that help bring it about. What inspired you to get into? filmmaking and, and in documentaries and then specifically the niche that you work within always fascinated with stories yeah i just i find i to me i think you find the most about people in a, in a, a society a culture whatever by the story mm-hmm. what they feel is important enough to retell yeah what they feel is important enough to write down to document so I always, that's why I was always drawn to stories because I felt like you, you learned about humanity. You learned about yourself yeah. through the stories that we value. And so, um, and that for me, 
I didn't realize that was going to be a documentary because I watched, you know, everything, you know, I, I was always a film and television buff, you know, mm-hmm. I was a little kid with action figures. I didn't just play with action figures. I made up like full stories. And yeah. There was a backstory for every character. Yeah. <laughs> there was a whole yeah, yeah. scenario, and, you know, broken up with episodes and stuff like that. So stories were always um, key for me, but I didn't really know how I was going to get into it. And then after yeah. a while, after I started doing videography work and started getting into it and built up enough courage and then made the transition over to um, just doing documentaries full time. And then yeah, that's, that's where. Yeah. Is there a filmmaker that you looked up to or that you do look up to the most? Actually, I, I don't have one. I, I take a little bit from everybody. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of avoid saying one person because it kind of makes it, you start. Yeah mimicking so i just there are a lot of people from a lot of genres but i know that sounds weird but i kind of avoid saying no that makes sense this one person is my inspiration because you know everybody you want to diversify it's a composite yeah so so that's why i'm just like i mean to me it's um it's more more genres for me you know from film noir to do to to, uh of course documentaries dramas um like avant-garde kind of art films and stuff like yeah. that to comedies like that those genres those kind of inspired me more than any one director and and avant-garde correct me if i'm wrong that uh definition of art is is more so just kind of beauty within itself like beauty it, it, in the eye of the beholder it's it's kind of a catch-all phrase you know for just anything that for a lot of people use it for anything that they feel is artsy, Art, artsy yeah yeah like that but it, there's a, there's a there's you know there's more to it than anything but those films that get labeled avant-garde, I do enjoy them because they're they're expanding the visual part of it. Yeah, um, they're 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 expanding it. Um, what you can do visually. Yeah, which a lot of films, most films do that. They speak with the visuals, but they're 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 trying and experimenting and doing stuff and breaking rules, and that's what I yeah. enjoy about um, what the films I, that I watch with them. Even though I might not take the exact technique or something like that, but I do like anybody who understands a rule, yeah, but then knows when to break it. Yeah, and I respect people who do that. Yeah, 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 it makes sense. So. Now, do you have a whole film crew? Like, do you or, or do you do all the editing? Do you do the directing? Do you do the the recording as well? Like, yeah, most times I don't have a, I don't have a crew. Most times is this start off like, like I said, since I was a videographer, I had a lot of equipment. I was used to kind of like having a camera, having audio, and just kind of be running gun and be there. So yeah, I kind of converted that that system to my films, yeah. which allows me to give a freedom. So yes, I do, I shoot, I edit, sound, most yeah. of There are things that I to, like, you know, have other people do the composing. I do, you know, have, there's some footage, like if it's like a jib or a special drone that I don't have or something like that, yeah, yeah. then I bring people in for projects and things like that. So there is people that I go to, but for the most part, it's uh, me, with my camera, yeah, with a concept, and then get into editing, and then trying to add or take away from that for whenever I was doing, whenever what, I was shooting. What camera do you mainly use? Right now, I'm on a just a, a Sony A7. It's actually A7 III. Yeah, I'm about to go get up to the A7 V, but the A7 III is a. Uh, that might be the 
I don't know if that's an A7. I think I was looking at I think I think that might be. I can't tell, but yeah, it's 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 in the family. It's definitely yes. a Sony A7. Yes. But yeah, love that camera. Matter of fact, the reason why I started using it was for debauchery ball because okay. cause if you know anything about house music events, they do not like they they do not like turning on lights. Yeah, no. So 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 I had to have something, and I didn't want to have this big huge mounted life because yeah. it, it took people out. You know, if yes. I see this big huge spotlight on them. Yeah. So I needed something that was really good with low light and. So that's where I got it and, you know, just kind of fell in love with the whole Sony A7 world since then. Yeah. You know, so the lenses I get are, you know, designed for that and editing yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. That makes sense. So now what I guess I, I, I kind of want to dive into what are some of your favorite films and maybe more so like movies or documentaries, th things like that, if, if you keep track. Um, as far as documentaries, odd because I do a lot of stuff. But one of my favorite documentaries that is that if I were to say something inspired me, this was one. It was a documentary that's made a while called King of Kong. Okay. And King of Kong is basically about these guys who are comedi who are competing for the ch world national champion of Donkey Kong. Okay. And it's like these guys, and it's just and. and Hearing that, you don't think where's where's the story now? But it's fascinating because what makes that documentary is the people. Yeah. They are so committed to this. They believe in it. You know, it's it's something serious. You have this one guy who kind of who's just basically a family man who just plays and he's just really good. Another guy who's kind of built a brand around it. And yeah, you know, then there's a guy who's created the league and he's passionate about this competition. And that film really showed me, you know, that. It's really about not just the story, but the people. If you find an a interesting person with an interesting story, you got yourself a documentary. I, yeah. think, I think sometimes people are like, you know, it has to be a certain topic. It has to have this well-known person. It has to have that. And then none of that's true. I think you just, you have to have interesting, it's like anything else in life. An interesting person with an interesting story is, can, can garner attention. Can, yes. Is, and so that's why that's why I think that documentary really stands out for me because it really showed me that it's just guys playing Donkey Kong. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's nuts. So what what about maybe things outside of film? Like what are some of your hobbies or things that you do outside of your day to day, your work and your film? Um, for me, I'm kind of weird because everything kind of ties back into it. Yeah. Me, it's um, it's history and culture I'm, I'm real big on i don't know what the word is it for but it's just basically finding new spots and historical spots around especially around city chicago because it's just full of stuff like that yeah so that's basically if i'm not shooting that's what i'm doing i'm yeah. basically looking for a venue or something that has a historical story yeah or has a historical story but yeah it has a has a story behind it a restaurant or something like that yeah and being a part of that experience and then that if Ironically, it comes back to being work because that's how I find stuff yeah. like that. But I find that's what I end up doing um, on my free time. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, I love history, but I love active history. Mm -hmm. I love to see where where is that point? Where is it now? Yeah. You know, what was the result of it? So my weekends are basically just out hearing about some obscure thing from yeah. a friend. And checking it out. And that could be anything from a restaurant to a park to a gallery to a building mm -hmm. to anything. And just explore and finding out what is the story behind it. Absolutely. So. 
what's your favorite historical monument or area in Chicago? Do you have a place that you really that's really just hit you and impacted you over the years? Uh, I love Bronzeville. Yeah, I love the history of Bronzeville and all that went through and the, all the people that have gone through Bronzeville. What What um, are some of the things that's happened in Bronzeville? Well, the thing about Bronzeville is. Um, a lot of times Bronzeville is called, you know, people kind of joke or say it's kind of like the Harlem of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And it really was. And a lot of people don't really realize about what they call the Harlem Renaissance. It was definitely a Harlem Renaissance, but that was basically a Renaissance that was across the country. Every major city was having that kind of Renaissance moment. Mm-hmm. So in, in Chicago, that place was Bronzeville. So yeah. you, people think about like a Nat King Cold or... Um, um, a Duke Ellington playing in New York or something like that. But when they came to Chicago, they came to Bronzeville. They mm-hmm. were coming to this area. And so Bronzeville was this area where a lot of artists were found and created and, uh, and you know, and, and went back and forth. Um, and so, um, yeah, and it's kind of like a lesser known hub of, yeah. of, of black history and black culture, black music and everything. And, um, and a lot of times it's... Uh, I think it, it just need, it needs more, you know, shine on what what its part was at that time. Yeah, you know, that this was a national thing, and then a lot of the people that we see now came through Bronzeville. But most people, you go across the country, around the world, you say Harlem, people know Harlem. Yes, you say Bronzeville, not as many yeah. people, people don't no know idea. Bronzeville is that its impact is. So that's my neighborhood. That's that's. Um, that's the neighborhood where I've, I've did a lot of growing, a lot of learning, met some just amazing people, yeah. learned some history. So, yeah, that's that's probably my. Where do you know where Kanye was from? Uh, I, I don't know where he, he's. It's it's South. I forgot the neighborhood, yeah. but um. Yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on Kanye? I think he's somebody who. Need, definitely needs some help. Yeah. I think I mean I've heard I've heard the argument both sides where people was like you know he has a mental illness and sometimes it's just him. Either way, in my personal opinion, it shouldn't be fed. Yeah. If he needs help, then he needs to get help. If he's just this person, then either way, all the stunts and everything should not be fed. Yeah. And so and so so whatever whatever his issue is, I yeah. think I think we all would do a disservice by treating it like it's just you know old Kanye kind of thing yeah you know if, if he has if he has something wrong then that needs to be addressed if it's if it's just who he is fine then that needs to be not called, fed called. right whatever whatever it is that's yeah. behind all this should not be fed yeah so no, I completely agree at a certain point it just goes too far you yeah. know what I mean it's like I, I think because I hearing the term avant-garde I've heard that since a young age and from, from my understanding, it was, you know, the art, art is pretty much in the eye of the beholder. And so it's like you could almost look at how you communicate as a way or a form of art, obviously, with musicians and things like that. So you take somebody like Kanye and it's like how I'm expressing myself could be classified as art. But I, I think once you start to really start start to just, you know, compromise history and, and really just it's almost it's almost like an act of violence you know what i mean yeah it, yeah it's it's really it really is because i'm not one to say you know people shouldn't be able to express themselves and have freedom of speech because i believe in freedom of speech but at the same time you know it's there's certain things that are are unacceptable right and well there's there's a responsibility behind uh, uh 
freedom of speech. Yes. So it's like that. So if he says this, you know, the responsibility has to be there. Yeah. And so, yeah, and, and that's what I think, um, that's, you know, I think that's just kind of missing is that, you know, yeah. that's why I keep going back to, you just can't feed that. Yeah. That's, and I think that's, that's a, that's a really good lesson just for life in general, for just the listeners to kind of dissect and, and look at just, just things in life. You know what I mean? Whatever you feed is going to grow. Mm-hmm. If you feed hate, hate will grow. If you feed positivity, positivity will grow. So, right. you know, a, a very good way to analyze your life is what am I feeding and what, am, and what exactly am I feeding, you know, that, that source or what, whatever it might be. Uh, so that's, that's a good thing that you brought up there. Mm-hmm. What I'm curious about is who influenced you the most growing up? Was it, what, what was there a mom, a dad, like who, who influenced you as a sibling? Who influenced and kind of molded you into the man you are today? Oh, it's my mom. Your mom? That's that. She's still my hero. Okay. That is just. You guys still tight? Oh yeah, we are yeah. there because that was that was my superhero. I never met anyone as bold and ingenious and you know just the energy and the drive as her. I yeah. Mean, she just she always was. She always found a way, you know. And then as I got older, found out what her her role in kind of like you know, civil rights movement, how she had desegregated things. And, yeah. And so finding out about her is just like, yeah, that's always been my hero. And that's always been the, the, the go-to. Like I tell people all the time, if I wake up every day and my mom and black Twitter are fine or cool with me, I'm having a good day. That's yeah. all. That's all. I want to stay on the good side of those two. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. So, so now were you close with your dad growing up? We were a little bit, you know, it wasn't, um, 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 they got divorced and then so you know I saw my dad here and there we were we were very different people okay uh, we were very different people then it took a few years to kind of realize that and, yeah and realize it's you know you know that, use the word it is what it is it's okay you know some people are just different even if you're related yes you know you're just you know we just don't see eye to eye on stuff like that and yeah so it's once kind of that was established you know, it was, we were able to kind of just be cordial. Yeah. What did, what did your mom do for work growing up? She was at first, she was a real estate. Then I think she was a broker for a while. And then she was a, she was a housing inspector for a long time. Okay. And then, so she always stayed in the real estate world. Yes. But being her, (laughs) you know, she got in there, you know, she unionized. Yeah, you know the, the the inspecting. She did a lot of stuff. So yeah. who she, you know, her, her activist side came through in the industry. Like she, yeah. she, I remember, I remember her union battles, and so yeah, and so hearing about them, and so yeah, so that's what she did. But you know, who she was came through. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of, I guess a uh, a side topic. Just me being a foodie. What are what are some of your favorite restaurants in Chicago? Hmm. Oh man, that's tough. Having to pick one place. Oh, oh that's that's almost unfair because <laughs> there's so yeah. many places. Yeah. Um, like I like peaches. I like uh, Chicago's uh, chicken and waffle. I like. Um, oh man, there's so many. I will say this about places even while I'm drawing a blank on name I had a friend of mine when I first moved here and he said he said he said 
I don't eat at a place that looks too clean. Yeah. <laughs> he said because he said the more cracks in the wall, the more yeah. the more the harder it is to find. Yeah. Probably the food's gonna be better. A little more authentic and, and hardier. Right. And even though I'm drawing a blank on this, I do believe in that philosophy. It's yes. like, like sometimes the hole in the wall place. Yeah. Man, we'll just Yeah. Um like Yeah, like like oh like um it's not really there, but like old fashioned donuts. That place I've never had anything like that before. Yeah, I passed it three times because I couldn't find it because I could I didn't know where the door was. But once I found it, you know, I didn't see the big sign right above me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that place is amazing. And they only do donuts. Yeah, they do donuts and fritters. Um, About to look it up. But they are kind of like a wild hundreds. They're kind of like it's almost like a community version of Krispy Kremes because the guys making them in the window. Okay. And so the community, when they see him in the window, they know. They're yeah. fresh. Is this in South Loop? <laughs> yeah, it's at uh, the, the Hunters, Wild Hunters kind of neighborhood. So, uh, this, isn't, this isn't at Soldier Field, is it? No, no, like 100, what is it, 112, 100, 111, something, somewhere around down there. I think it's like 112, 113. I can't remember the exact. I did not know. But. Well, I guess my next question is more so in regard to just Chicago in general and just just how Chicago's evolved over the years. How do you what 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 are your projections for Chicago this year as a as a community and as a you know Chicago really feels like it's its own it has its own identity yep. you know outside of just being here just even the last two years it's like I feel like Chicago is its own body with within within the the states so well that's very true and that's what drove me that's what kind of what did because Chicago is very unique there's things that like don't um, that are very unique to um, to Chicago, like the last documentary I did, it, the name of the documentary is different than Chicago. Yeah, and like you're saying, that identity, what I see in the next years, I'm seeing more and more people recognize that. Yeah, and are and are willing to articulate that out loud, and really, you know, cultivate it, protect it, document it, um, and so that. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see people saying, you know, we need to preserve this. We need to. You know, not looking, not looking over at the neighbor's grass or taking it for granted. I'm seeing a lot of people just really say, "Hey, this is this is unique. This is and it's special." You know, I was on a Q and A, and it's like it's like people realize, like, yes, we make art, but we also make value. You know, you have you you have the power to create the value for the things that you want. Yeah. You know, instead of waiting for somebody else to say, "Okay, this is valuable now. Now you can go." be a part of it no you determine what's valuable to you and i see that throughout the city. i see that through the people i work with um that they're they're starting to i mean they always did but I, i'm seeing more of an emphasis on on that value yeah. on that protection that that documentation that pride and everything and so i'm excited yeah I'm excited about it. well as we start to wrap up is there anything else on your mind you want to share about your projects, yourself, who you are, the future, or any current topics out there in the world? Um, oh, wow. It's like, because I guess I should just stay on the point because the projects I'm working on now are kind of, um, it's basically back to the same thing I said. You know, we create the value, you know. You know, don't, sometimes the story that you're looking for could be right next door to you. Yeah. Don't underestimate what's in front of you. Chasing something that you think is big, 
and popular and this is this is this is um this 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 person has made it because yeah. they've been on this and done this. I think, you know, it's like I've always talked about it's like we need to kind of redefine success, redefine fame. What yeah. is that for you? Because if you're if your still concept of success and fame and money is somebody else's, you know, is it really yours? You know, if you really want success and everything, you should have a role in determining what is success. Yeah. Instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to shoot for this. Now I'm successful. Well, you just basically did whatever he told you was successful. Yeah. So I think, you know, seeing, I think for me, it's kind of, is if I could do my little small part, it's letting people know that, you know, you have a say so and a part in creating value. Yeah. Not just art, not just, you know, whatever you're doing, but you have an active role. And in some ways, an active responsibility yes. to create that value for your community, for yourself, and for just the world in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this was this was fire. Where can people find you or find your projects, whatever you want to shout out? Um, most of the stuff I go through my company, like, I, and I'll preface this right now, I am no web designer, so. Yeah. But it's it's up. Yes. <laughs> uh, cityvanguard.com. That's the name of my production when I got okay. there. Uh, for debauchery ball, there's debaucheryball.com, debaucheryballdoc.com. There's two for the web. For okay. the thing. Um, so those are the, the the main ones where you can find pretty much everything we're doing. Anything new is coming up. You know, I post it there. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm on social media. So if you if you search David Weathersby or City Vanguard, I'm probably on. I'm pretty much on all of them. Good. Except for Snapchat because I have no idea what to do on Snapchat. But yeah. I don't know. I I know it's old, but I. Yeah. I'm old. I don't know what the hell to do with Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, David, this was fire. It was phenomenal having you on. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. sharing and creating value out there for the world through your documentaries. And please go check out Debauchery Ball. So thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes, you. sir. Have a good one.